second scripture reading comes from Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. Listen for a word from God. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. God said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever and my title for all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are the great I Am. Amen. This passage of scripture, this scene, is the burning bush, that infamous moment when God speaks to Moses out of fire and holiness. Moses has been shepherding out in the wilderness for many, many years. He has found a new tribe, a new people, a new family. He is living a peaceful existence far away from the people he was born to. He has left his old life behind and begun a new one. And in this moment of ease, God interrupts everything. God calls Moses to lead the Israelite people out of bondage, out of slavery enforced by the Egyptians. God calls Moses to stand up to Pharaoh, who is considered a god of the day, and demand justice for the people of Israel. Egypt, who is the superpower of the day with military technology, the rest of the world cannot even begin to dream of. This is the nation God is calling Moses to go and speak to. To lead people who have been slaves for 400 years away from this unmatched power. And Moses thinks, how am I to deliver this news of rescue to people I have not seen in many years? Moses, understandably, is terrified. He says, who am I? Who am I? How can I do this? Surely not me. I speak poorly. I'm a shepherd. I am a nobody. Who will believe me? Who will follow me? Who am I? Have you ever felt like Moses this complete unpreparedness for when God calls you to do something, this complete unpreparedness to do what you feel called 
to do. Maybe it is called to do a small thing, like you feel this tug in your heart to go introduce yourself to someone who is new at church or new at your work or new in a community gathering. You feel this call to say hello and introduce yourself, but then the doubt starts to creep in. Who am I? You start to think. I'm awkward. I kind of fumble over words. I'm uncomfortable talking to new people. What if they don't like me? Who am I to make them feel welcomed when I sometimes feel like a stranger in this world? Who am I to speak when I stumble over words? Who am I? Or maybe you feel lost when you feel called to speak of some of the huge issues in our world, the huge injustices. You look around and you see the major issues of our world and country, like racism or health care or economic inequality. The reality that there are hard-working people who don't have the money to die in dignity, and so they work until they die because they're afraid of the medical debt they'll pass on to their children. And you think, who am I to address this? Who am I to speak freedom? Who am I to speak justice to a bondage that holds so many people? Who am I? Moses brings these feelings and fears and inadequacies to God. And in that moment, he asks for God's name. What he is doing by asking God's name, Moses is asking, what is the character of you, God? Who are you? Now, this is an appropriate time to ask for God's name, because when a messenger of a god or a king comes to deliver a message, the question is always, by whose name do you come? By whose authority do you deliver this message? We still do this. So there was a basket full of cough drops for Tara. And I'm so sorry, Tara. I'll pick those up before you come back from sabbatical. <laughs> we still do this today when we read an article online or when we see a video online and we ask, by whose authority, who is publishing this? By whose authority does this come from? What powers are at play? And so Moses is asking, in what name am I to deliver this proclamation of freedom, this demand of justice, this message of hope? In whose name shall I proclaim it? How can I seem credible and believable to people who do not even know me. And God hears Moses' fears. God hears Moses' doubts. This is similar to the passage last week with Jacob, where Jacob wrestled with God. Moses is wrestling with God because Moses doesn't feel comfortable with the call. And God engages in the questions and the doubts. God offers Moses these three truths to hold on to. Three encouragements, three reassurances. God promises to be with Moses. And all the insecurity regarding what he must do, the monumental task, the complete transformation of a society, God promises to be through it all. The God who creates 
and speaks life into existence, the God who orders chaos, the God who is the sovereign king of all the world, promises to be near and to not abandon Moses. God also reveals that God is the God of Moses' ancestors, the God who has gone before, the God who always has been. And finally, God reveals God's name. This is something new to the people of Israel. God is revealing God's character. God is entering into a new relationship, a new story with these people and with Moses. By God revealing God's name, something new is revealed. The introduction of a name can bring a new understanding to our minds and to our hearts. It reminds me of one of my favorite paintings by Vincent van Gogh. It is this painting with a strikingly beautiful blue background of the sky. In the foreground, it has a tree blossoming, gorgeous white flowers. The perspective is like you're a child again, lying on your back, looking up at the sky through the trees. It's a painting that stops you even if you aren't an art lover. But the name of the painting, the story behind it, reveals so much more, brings an infinitely deeper and more beautiful meaning than just the painting on the outside. Vincent van Gogh had been hospitalized for depression for 10 months. And in the hospital, he painted often, but it had gotten so bad for two months, he did not paint a single thing. But then he got news that his beloved brother, Theo van Gogh, had, his wife had given birth to a little boy. Vincent van Gogh had a nephew. And so he painted this painting called Almond Blossom. In France, the first trees to blossom after a dark and dreary winter, the almond tree. For Van Gogh, this child had brought new life into his life. After the dark days, after the long winter, there is spring, there is new life, there is blossoms and beauty and flowers. And that painting meant so much to his brother and the family that they held on to it. The painting was never sold and now sits in a museum. The name and the story bring infinitely more beauty. God's name brings a deeper understanding and assurance of our own call in the world. A greater hope no matter where we are in life. God's divine name, Yahweh, is the holy divine name. It's so holy, our Jewish siblings do not speak it out loud. When they're reading Hebrew and the divine name comes up, Yahweh, instead they say out loud, Adonai, which is another Hebrew word for God, because they keep that name so holy, they don't speak it aloud. Yahweh is a mysterious name. It both reveals something about God's character, but does not reveal all 
translators are unsure exactly how to translate it because it doesn't have vowels in the Hebrew. So it could be, I am who I am, as our text says. It could be, I will be who I will be. It could be, I am who I will be. All these tenses work together. But all of them point to the singular truth that God is here, God is now, God is the God of the living, and beloved, all of you are of the living. God is here to be with us in our calls. The three assurances given to Moses are given again to us, meaning that in the chaos of life, where all feels overwhelming and you feel you cannot go on, know that God is the God of the present, the God of the now. But also, God is the God of history. The same God who has acted in the past, who has liberated the Israelite people, continues to liberate today. And that God is the God of the future. You look to the future in anxiety, perhaps for your children or your grandchildren or your nieces and nephews. The God that has been with humans through the entirety of history will continue to be with humans into the future. God's name promises us that when we feel terrified to live out our call to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly, God will be present alongside us giving us strength and bravery to go on. God's character does not change, and God's love and power and justice will continue working in this world now as it has in the past and forevermore. And thanks be to God for that.